This is DJ Matt here on 91.5 KNSU Thibodeau, your local alternative, and welcome to Sports Chat. We got a lot to get into today, uh, but the first place we got to start is the national championship game last night in New Orleans between uh, University of North Carolina and Kansas. Um, Kansas completed one of the best comebacks ever um, in college sports to win 72-69 of the national championship, the final four in New Orleans. It was a, a Really, really entertaining game. Um, I was rooting for Kansas. Um, you know, I wanted I wanted Duke to go all the way for uh, for Coach K's sake. Um, this is his final season, but um, obviously North Carolina ruined it. Which I mean, I kind of figured like this Duke team wasn't like one of their best Duke teams um, like they've had in the past. So I'm kinda, I'm not surprised that they didn't go all the way and win. But um, you know, they got to the Final Four, and I was like, okay, you know. I was rooting. I was rooting for Coach K to to, to go out on top, because um, he's, I mean, he's the best college basketball coach in the history of college basketball coaches. Like, let's, there's no debate. He's the best. Um, Forty two years at Duke. Any, maybe it's a surprise that coaches last five years, and this dude's lasting forty years. I mean, that that's a that's a huge testament to his coaching uh, ability and and how he built that program up. Duke is like, you know, Duke, North Carolina, Kansas, Kentucky. Those like the top four. Like, for men basketball, that's like the top programs, and you could throw Villanova in there. UConn maybe you know but but those are like the the pinnacle like those four teams um are like the pinnacle of college basketball so congratulations to Kansas um this was a great final four I think I'm not really having it the last couple years you know we kind of had it last year but it wasn't the same now like the Superdome was just packed with a bunch of people I mean the concerts outside I had some you know a lot of the DJs uh here at the station went to some of the concerts I mean they went Imagine Dragons they had Khalid uh, Macklemore, although not everyone here is a fan of Macklemore, but Macklemore, you know, was there. Um, you know, the Preservation Hall jazz band was there. Tremont Shorty, you know, it was, it was, it was. Everyone that went said it was a great time. Um, so, yeah, it was a successful weekend for for college basketball. Successful weekend for New Orleans and and the state, I think. Um, so yeah, so 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 congratulations, Kansas. Good job. Um, we'll switch to the NFL real quick here. Um, so, obviously, uh, we didn't get to talk about the Tyree Kill trade to the Dolphins, I don't believe. Um, for the Dolphins, I felt like this trade makes some some sort of sense. Um, you know, it, no one knows if Tua is a good quarterback or not. Like, I, I, it's, it's one of those mysteries still in the NFL. It's like, we, like, Tua hasn't played bad by no means. Like, he's, he's, a, he's a very decent quarterback, but is he, can he propel himself this year into the top tier like Josh Allen right Josh Allen's first season went okay but every year he got better now we, we consider him a top five quarterback if not top three quarterback in the NFL that's the kind of jump we need to see from two I think and that's what the Dolphins are waiting to see so getting a guy like Tyree Kill from the Chiefs I think is a big um it's a big deal I think now because you have the fastest wide receiver duo in history you have Jalen Waddle and you have Tyree Kill so um, Tua, Tua is going to start running out of excuses here in terms of production. Um, the Dolphins' defense have been has been decent the last couple of years as well. Um, so the Dolphins are trying to, you know, and the AFC is crowded. Like, like it, there's no two ways about it. The AFC is just a crowded, crowded conference. There's so many good teams that they're all going to beat up on each other. So like a team could be eight, could be an eight win team, but their roster would be really good. It's just somebody's going to have to suck in that division. I mean, in that conference. So. Um, the Dolphins just don't want to be the sucky team, I guess, anymore, um, which is good, which is good. Um, so it, it's going to depend on Tua. Um, I believe in Tua. I don't think Tua is a bad quarterback. Like, like I said, I think 
I think Tua. Um, I th- I think I think the do- the key to the do- for the Dolphins season is to start fast. Really, it's just if you can get a couple wins early in the season, you won't be fighting that uphill battle. Because last season they were they were they were like one in something or whatever it was and then like they went on this like five six game win streak whatever they were fighting for the playoffs you know and then the last second they just they lost or whatever and, and it didn't happen you know um they need to have that win streak in the beginning of the season not at the end of the season because at that point it might be too late um so the dolphins uh the dolphins making moves um so they, they should be you know the afc east is gonna be interesting uh obviously the bills are the favorite in the afc east but um, are the Dolphins better than the Patriots now? Because the Dolphins, I think, have made more moves than the Patriots have. Um, but then again, you get Mike McDaniel, who was the OC in San Francisco, to be the new head coach in Miami. Is you know everyone would take Bill Belichick over Mike McDaniel right now because Mike McDaniel is technically a rookie head coach. So experience over over you know inexperience. So it'll be interesting to see how the AFC shakes up in terms of the second and third place. Um, but the division that that's that's going to be obviously the best division of football next year is going to be the AFC West. With the Chiefs, Chargers, Raiders, and Broncos. Um, now, the Chiefs trading Tyree Kill is interesting because I don't know if, as, as great of an offensive team as the Chiefs are, and as great as Mahomes is, and, and Travis Kelsey, you know, the only, like, the receiving core to me has always been kind of weak. I don't know if I'm the only one that's ever thought this, and I might be I might be in the minority on this one, but, like, Tyreek Hill, I feel like, is their only reliable, good wide receiver. Now, like they ha- they have solid receivers on their on their on their roster. Don't get me wrong, and they d- did just sign Juju Smith Schuster from the Steelers. But Tyreek Hill was really the guy keeping that receiving core afloat. I mean, McCole Hardman's a good receiver, but like I'm not depending on him to to win a game. You know, like Tyreek Hill was that dude, and and to lose him is is a big blow to the locker room. I think, and just just i don't know for Mahomes and having the weapons so juju really is gonna have to step up because i mean juju's a good receiver but like this last couple years in in pittsburgh has kind of been you know once antonio brown left juju was supposed to be the guy right and 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 chase claypool kind of just overtook him in that and and injuries had a a part to play in it i believe but so juju's gonna have to have a really big season for the chiefs if they're gonna do anything because again that defense for the chiefs i don't know if that defense is that good um, you know, they, they got okay players, you know, they'll, they'll be formidable on defense, but they're, they're not a defense I'm scared of. Like, you're not scared of the Chiefs defense. You're more scared of their offense, but trading their number one receiver is kind of an interesting move here. Um, who knows what they do in the draft? They might draft the receiver. It is a really good receiver. I mean, the last couple of drafts have been really good for receivers, so it'll be interesting to see what the Chiefs do in that. Um, but, but right now, if I had to, if I had to pick a favorite in the AFC West, and this is going to fluctuate depending on, especially when the season starts, it's going to fluctuate. But I have, to, I have to say, I think the Chargers are right now the best team in that division. If I had to pick one right now, it'd be the Chargers. Only because I think Justin Herbert is still ascending. They still have Keenan Allen. They have Mike Williams. Um, they still have Eckler. You know, and they made moves on defense, too. They, like That was the biggest thing. Like Offensively, they're going to be fine. But defensively, they added some pieces, and I'm really excited about that. They added a, somebody in the secondary, J.C. Jackson, you know. So they're they're going to be... I think... I, I expect the Chargers to make the playoffs this year. If they don't make the playoffs this year, then, I mean... There's going to be a lot of questions asked. And then you look at the Broncos and the Raiders. I mean, the Raiders, I thought the Raiders were going to be the worst team in that division. And they still might be, but they just added Devontae Adams. It's like, well, I mean, Jesus, Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, you still have Darren Waller, Josh Jacobs. Like, that's, and, and Derek Carr, Derek Carr doesn't get the respect he deserves in terms of quarterbacks among the league. He's, he's, a, he's a really, really good quarterback. I think any team would love to have Derek Carr on their team. Like, Derek Carr is just that dude. He's a great quarterback. I, I love him. He doesn't get the respect he deserves because Vegas has been a 
terrible team, but it wasn't because of Derek Carr. I mean, obviously you have John Gruden, who was at, at once upon a time was a good coach, and obviously controversy and all that stuff. He's out now, and you know, and Rich Bisaccia, you know, coming in interim last season, bring him to the playoffs. Really, really interesting. I, you know, he he could have kept that job this year, but obviously the Raiders went and hired uh, Josh McDaniels from the Patriots. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what the, what the Raiders look like. I mean, I I I really. Uh, the Raiders, like, out of these four teams, all four of these teams in the AFC West, I think, could could easily win a Super Bowl. I'm serious. Like, all four teams I could see, like, winning a Super Bowl. But, you know, one of these teams is going to have to be on the way out. Because I think three teams from that division will end up making the playoffs. Um, and the AFC North is a very interesting division as well, with the Steelers and the Bengals and the Browns and the Ravens. Um... Uh, you know, if Deshaun plays all year for the Browns, the Browns are going to be contenders. You know, the Bengals, they've, they've re-upped their O-line, which is very, very encouraging to see um, for Joe Burrow. So I think the Bengals are going to be even better next year. And then you throw in the Ravens with a healthy Lamar. The Steelers is the only question mark, I feel like, because is Mitchell Trubisky going to be their starter? You know, the draft's going to be in a couple weeks. Are they drafting a quarterback? Who, who's going to start for the Steelers? I, I, don't, I mean, Mitch is not a bad quarterback, but he's not a great quarterback. You can win some games with Mitch. I think in Chicago, everyone was like, they were winning games. Mitch wasn't the reason they were winning games, but Mitch wasn't the reason they were losing games, if that makes sense. Like, Mitch Mitch was a formidable quarterback, and he was, you know, he, he, he'd he be a game manager kind of quarterback. And obviously, in Chicago, we all looked at Matt Nagy as the problem there. So, he's out. Um, so, and Justin Fields is in as quarterback for the Bears. But Trubisky in Pittsburgh with Mike Tomlin, I mean, that, that could be interesting. Um, let's see how that plays out. So, like I said, the AFC West in general is just, I mean, the AFC in general is just is just packed. Like, there's a lot of there's a lot of good teams. The NFC not so much. Um, but getting on to the Saints a little bit here. The Saints made a trade yesterday with the Eagles. They traded a bunch of picks. The Saints got. Uh, let's see. I gotta find the entire trade. It's a big trade. So, the Saints traded the number 18 pick, the number 101st pick, the number 237 pick in this year's draft. They also traded a 2023 first round pick and a 2024 second round pick for the Eagles to get. Two first-round picks in this draft, which is the number 16, number 19 pick, and also number 194. So the Saints had one first-round pick in this draft. They traded away with a bunch of other picks this year to get two number ones. The Eagles would have had three picks in this year's draft, but now I believe they only, I think they have two now, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they have two now because they got the Saints pick, so that's two because they kept one. So, yeah. So the Saints have two picks. The Eagles have two picks in this first round. Um, The Saints are an interesting team because... Um, they could they could go a lot of different ways with these picks here because again this is not a quarterback heavy draft so I feel like you know Pickett and and and, and Malik Willis are like the two top quarterbacks in this draft class so the Panthers and the Steelers I think are the two teams I would look out for to maybe try and get them um, but if one of them falls the Saints I think would definitely pick one of them up maybe one of these picks I mean like it you know and, and look there's still trades to be had maybe the Saints trade those two first round picks and trade up into the top ten. To, you know, then I would know definitely they're getting a quarterback. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it the Saints. If the Saints go for a quarterback, I think they'll move up even more. If not, they'll stay back. You draft the receiver. You draft an old lineman. That's what we need is old lineman and receiver. Really, those are our two biggest needs. But um, but I mean, listen, Jameis only signed a two-year deal. He only signed a two-year deal. So, you know, for now he's our starter. You know, even if we drafted a quarterback, Jameis is going to be our starter. Okay. Now, depending how that goes, right? You have a rookie sit behind him and Andy Dalton, which is not a bad quarterback. Like that's a good quarterback room. Like Andy Dalton signed a one-year deal with the Saints. He's gonna be a uh, Andy Dalton's gonna be a, a great backup uh, for us, especially if Jameis goes down again. Andy Dalton can step right in, and I think we wouldn't miss a beat. 
you know, uh, Andy Dalton used to be a really good quarterback in this league. Brought the Bengals to the playoffs. Everyone forgets that he brought he, the Bengals were really good with with Andy Dalton. So, um, so so Andy Dalton, if Andy Dalton has to step in, I wouldn't worry about it. You know, he's gonna be he's gonna be good enough for us to win games. Um, so so that quarterback room I think is, is solid, and you still have Taysom. If if everything goes to hell, you still get Taysom to do whatever. Although he's gonna be mostly playing tight end this year. But if 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 you're that desperate, Taysom can step in and play quarterback. And Taysom, say what you want about him as a quarterback. He's not terrible. Like, we can win games with Taysom. We have won games with Taysom as a quarterback. So, so the Saints are in an okay spot in terms of the quarterback position. But after two years, what's, what's, what's it going to look like? Like, what, I don't know if Jameis is technically our long-term answer. You know, I wouldn't mind it if he was. I think Jameis has shown a lot of improvement, a lot of growth. Um, you know, he before he got hurt, he had like what, what, fifteen? I forgot the numbers he had, but he only threw three picks in like six or seven games, and that's really like that shows growth to me. And, and I think if he continues that this year, and obviously Michael Thomas is coming back this year, um, I think I think the Saints team will be will be it'll be it'd be they'd be under the radar type of team, but they'll still be a good enough team to make a make a playoff push. I think the Saints are right there still in the playoff hunt. But again, like if you draft a quarterback, you know. It shows that okay, Jameis. Like it's your team for now, but if we think that this kid's better, we'll play him over you in the coming years. But this upcoming year, Jameis is gonna be our starter. I have no doubts about that. No matter what we do in the draft, Jameis is gonna be our starter. And the rookie that we're gonna get, if we get a rookie quarterback, he's gonna sit behind Jameis for a year and Eddie Dalton for a year, and then, you know, move on that way. So, again, the Saints. You know, the picks they have: number 16, number 19 pick. Um, I would draft a receiver with probably the 16th pick. Just try to get one of the best receivers in the draft if you can. Um, number nineteen pick, get an O lineman. I mean, that's that's the that's what I would do. But if they if they find a trade to take those two picks and move up into the top ten, you get a quarterback. Or I mean, there's some there's some O linemen in the top ten of the draft this year that you know the the that they could go after as well. The I've, I've said this like the Lions pick, the number two pick for the Lions is a pick that I think the Lions have expressed interest of maybe uh, getting out of that spot. Um, if the if the Saints were to get that number two pick, I believe Aiden Hutchinson, which is a defensive end, he's going to go first to Jacksonville. I think Jacksonville has done enough in the offseason to build up their O line a little bit to where they don't have to use their pick on an O lineman. So Aiden Hutchinson, I think, will be the first pick in the draft to the Jaguars. That second pick with the Lions, if the Saints can get it, the Saints could go quarterback, or they can get offensive lineman Evan Neal, I believe, which a lot of people say could be the number two pick in the draft. Anyway, so. It, the Saints can do a lot of different things here, and, and you know, but but um, the, but the Saints to get two picks in the first round, I think, is good because um, we need to build this roster up just a little bit more um, than what it is. Um, let's switch gears a little bit. Uh, still sticking with the NFL. Um, Frank Gore has announced his retirement um, from the NFL. Uh, played in the league for a really long time. You know, played with the 49ers, played with the Colts, played with the Bills and the Dolphins and the Jets. Um, He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, his his career rushing yards total is exactly sixteen thousand yards, which is pretty impressive. To like to have exactly sixteen thousand rushing yards, I think is like if you were trying to do it, you couldn't do it. Like so, just that it happened, I think is really uh really cool. Um, Frank Gore is one of the best running backs to ever play in the game. He's you know he's gonna sign a one day contract with San Francisco. Only right. Um, and he's gonna retire. He's gonna be a first ballot Hall of Famer. So congratulations to him on a great career. A great player to watch. Um, um, so big news that I think needs to be talked about, and this is something that we haven't really touched on much. Um, so I know how when we talk about the NBA, we talk about the New York Knicks. 
we all we joke that you know they should sell the team. I mean, we're joking about it, but we're also being serious. Like the, the uh, they should they should sell the Knicks. The, the owner of the Knicks is terrible. Um, but so he's the worst owner in the NBA. In terms of the NFL, the 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 Knicks of the NFL, I would say in the last couple of years, outside of the Jets, I guess in terms of play, but in terms of dysfunction and ownership, it would be the Washington Commanders with Daniel Snyder. Um, there, I mean, obviously the last couple years, there's been you know reports coming out of 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 you know a lot of a lot of just bad stuff coming out about that about that ownership. Um, don't want to get into all the details about it, but if you know, you know it's 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 really disgusting stuff coming out of that franchise with their owner. Um, but now it's coming out that allegedly um, they withheld ticket revenue from visiting teams. So tickets um, that they get ticket uh, sales that they get for uh, for games um, the that that it goes into a pot, I think. And like like every team gets a share of their ticket sales, but also they have to share it with the rest of the league, if I'm if I'm remembering that correctly. So basically, the Commanders is being is being reported that the Commanders withheld money from other teams, um, which you know, the NFL, as we know, overlooks a lot of things, a lot of things, things they shouldn't overlook, but they do sometimes. Like they're very selective with the issues they 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 drop the hammer on. You know what I'm saying? But I'm telling you, when owners love their money, the billionaires love their money. So when you mess with their money, they're going to go after you. So this could be the end of Daniel Snyder being the owner of the Washington Commanders. And I would say it's about time. He needs to go. Um, that stadium is atrocious as well. Like, when you're at a game and, then a, and a, you have a pipe that's on top of you, and it's leaking, like, fluid, like, this brown fluid, you know, which we can only... Uh, like, I don't even know what it would be. Like, sewage, I guess. It's, it's disgusting to go to a game and have that happen to you on more than one occasion. Their their turf, their field itself is bad. Alex Smith basically almost ruined his career on that thing. Joe Theismann ruined his career on that field. Like, that's, that's a bad turf. It's a bad grass that they have on that field. They need a new stadium bad. So if I'm a new, if like, I would, they need to sell the team to an owner that's dedicated to definitely not being... You know, a controversy like Daniel Snyder is, you know, at least doing things the right way. But also, hey, let's build a new stadium for this team. Like, you know what I'm saying? It, it's time. That stadium is trash. It's the worst ta- worst stadium in the league. You know what I mean? It, it's bad. It's really bad. Like, like, uh, like, you go to a game and you have sewage dumped on you on a on a on multiple occasions. That you can't have it. And a billion dollar NFL franchise, and that's what your stadium does. And players get hurt on your on your on your field constantly. That's not good. They need to fix that stadium. So I'm all for the commanders getting a new owner. It should have happened after the first expose came out. They should have got rid of him. Like he's he's a bad owner. Like he's a bad egg, and you need to get him out of the league. You know. So hopefully that happens sooner rather than later. Um, let's shift gears to the NBA. Um, <laughs> so it's it's great. I'm having a fun time with the NBA right now. Um, because number one, the Lakers are losing. <laughs> Oh man, it's beautiful. I watch Lakers game to laugh now. Like the Lakers, I mean, what a disappointment. I mean, what a disappointment. I mean, it, it's great. It's absolutely fantastic. The fact that the Pelicans have a better record than the Lakers is just—it's—it's it's hilarious. I love it. I love it. Um, karma, karma will get you. Karma will get you, Lakers. And this is this is karma. I mean. 
look, listen, everyone wants to blame. Like, like, obviously, look, Frank Vogel's going to get fired as the coach of the Lakers. Rightfully so. I mean, you're, you can't have that roster and do and have this record. But it's not Frank Vogel's fault. It's I, I blame this on LeBron. Like, everyone wants to find, like, everyone's blaming Russ and, and, and AD's hurt. I'm blaming LeBron. Okay, let's 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 cut let's cut let's cut let's cut all the all the all the all the mess here. It's it's LeBron's fault. Let, let, look, LeBron's playing MVP type level on the court. There's no denying that. LeBron is playing amazing. I'm not I'm not disputing that. But LeBron, look, LeBron really is the coach of that team. LeBron is the GM of that team. Let, let's call it what it is. LeBron wanted Russ. LeBron wanted Melo. LeBron wanted to get rid of somebody's other player. Like like it's it's LeBron it's LeBron show. It's the LeBron show. It's not the Lake show. It's the LeBron show. Okay, so LeBron put this team together. Okay, so he should take most of the blame for how it performs. Okay, and listen, I, I'm I'm gonna defend Russ. I, I've been defending Russ this whole season. Look, Ru- look, Russ hasn't played his normal self. He hasn't been his normal self. He hasn't played like he normally plays. But I feel like on this team, they're asking him to be in a role that is not him. Like he's not a shooter. Don't ask him to shoot. That's not his game. Okay. So don't be mad when he misses threes because he does because he, he's not a shooter. Okay, he drives in the paint, gets layups, he kicks out. He's a triple double machine. Okay, um, he needs the ball in his hand. But with LeBron, he's basically like LeBron plays all the positions on the court. He's center like positionless basketball essentially. But LeBron's the one that's handling the ball. Like Russ doesn't get to handle the ball. Le- Russ is a ball handler. Okay, he needs the ball in his hands. So I feel like now that you you have him playing off the ball, he's not as effective. So. So, so schematically, for the skill set that all the players have, Russ doesn't fit in the team. So if I'm the Lakers, you trade Russ. You trade Russ. Let him go. Um, and watch next year. Russ is going to have a better season, by the way. Like, if he leaves the Lakers, he's going to have a better season. Watch. I'm telling you straight up. Um, but it's just funny how you get four Hall of Famers on this team. Like, you, you got LeBron, AD, Russ, and Melo. And they're, they're, they're like, how, like, they're not even in the play-in. Like... That's hilariously bad. Like, they're the most disappointing team in the in in the league. Like, it's 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 hilarious. I love it. I love it. And that's what they deserve. I mean, like, you can't buy championships. Okay, you can't just like see. Like, okay, my whole problem. Like, last year's finals was great. Okay, because even even when you had Brooklyn and LA, like last year's finals were great. You had you had the Bucks. Small market team, Giannis, you know, multiple time MVP winner, but they, but the Bucks built through the draft, right? They're, most of their talent is from the draft. They, yeah, they got a couple free agents here and there. They got Drew. Um, that's really what they needed to propel them over the top. Um, but the Bucks did it the right way, essentially, right? The Phoenix Suns, they did it the right way. They, and through the draft, they draft Devin Booker. Devin Booker's been there for years, you know, and a couple and DeAndre Ayton, right? And and they get Chris Paul. They get um. Jay Crowder, you know, they, they, they built through free agency and trade, but mostly, you know, draft. They drafted well. Um, Memphis, the reason why Memphis is so good, like, it's basically pure draft, like Jaw and, and Jaron Jackson, Dylan Brooks. That's pure draft. And they're the number two seed right now in the West. Golden State, the reason why Golden State has been so formidable, because of the draft. They drafted Steph. They drafted Clay. They drafted Draymond. Built through the draft. They did it the right way. Dallas, Luka. You know what I'm saying? Like, it... It matters, like like the Denver Nuggets with Jokic and 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 and, and Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. Although they've been out most of the year, the draft, the Jazz, Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, the draft, like all these teams, Minnesota, Anthony Edwards, Cat, the draft. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's it's a it's a common theme. I feel like Boston, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, the draft, Philadelphia, Joel Embiid, the draft. 
You know what I'm saying? It's building through the draft is important. And the Lakers have not built through the draft. They've built through, hey, let's just get as much talent as we can. And, and I feel like you can't win that way. Because you, you have a bunch of old guys running around on the court. Like, they're, like Carmelo is basically past his prime. He can get you 15 points, you know, off the bench. But he's past his prime. AD is injury prone. He's injury prone. What, what you going to expect from him? Russ is past his prime as well, I think. LeBron, LeBron's prime will go on forever, but like LeBron, LeBron's the only player that's really been doing anything this year. And, and I don't know, like you can't blame the coach. I don't even blame the front office. The front office does what what, what LeBron tells him to do, like because what you gonna do? Not listen to LeBron. So I, I think I think the Lakers' season falls entirely on LeBron, and I think no one's saying it, and I'm gonna say it. It's LeBron's fault. LeBron runs the show. It's LeBron's team. It's the, that's the, look, the Clippers have a better record than the Lakers, and the Clippers only just got Paul George back. Kawhi hasn't played all year, and they're one game under 500, while the Lakers are o- over 10 games under 500, and they've had LeBron and Russ for most of the year. Like, that shouldn't happen. That should not happen. And that's the biggest indictment, I think. And look, even the Spurs, the Spurs have a better record than the Lakers. The Spurs, I mean, look, DeJounte Murray is a really good player, don't get me wrong, but that's like all they have. Like the fact that they're still a better team than the Lakers, it's 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 laughable. It's absolutely laughable. Like, and I think the Knicks even have a better record than the Lakers at this point. The Knicks have a better record. And they've been trash. Like, this it's this is embarrassing. This is this is a bad season for the Lakers. And it serves them right. You know what I'm saying? Car- like I said, karma's always gonna come get you, and this is karma for them. Um But Enough talking about the Lakers. I mean, I, I just watched Lakers games. I watched the Nuggets-Lakers game the other night, and the Lakers were up a good bit on the Nuggets, and then the Nuggets came back, and they took the lead and all that. And I, I was just laughing the whole time. I was just laughing because it's hilarious. It's like, wow, you know? And, like, I like how AD, like, okay, AD's first game back was against the Pelicans, and they lost, and they still lost, like, to the Pelicans. Like, it's, it's hilarious. Like, I, can't ex- I can't express this enough. How much joy I'm getting watching the Lakers suffer. It's like, because they deserve it. Like, you, like, I just don't like the way LeBron handles his business. Like, okay, LeBron needs to stop trying to be the GOAT, okay? That debate's done. I'm sorry, that debate is over for me. Like, it's Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan's the GOAT. Let's, like, call it in, okay? Um, because Michael Jordan was never trying this hard to win championships. Like, like, Michael Jordan stayed with the Bulls. The Bulls drafted, they did this and that. The Bulls were a dynasty because of how well they drafted, how well they were coached, and how good Michael, Scotty, and Dennis Rodman were. Like, let's call it what it is. Like, like the late the way the Bulls won their championships was more pure than the way the LeBron has won his. Okay, like Michael Jordan didn't have to stack the deck to win. Okay, but LeBron does. Like that, boom, right there. Um, like he, he's just trying too hard to be like Mike, and it's like, why don't you focus on trying to be the best LeBron you could be and not try to be better than Michael Jordan? Like that's the beautiful thing about Kobe, right? Kobe, Kobe to me is the closest thing we'll ever get to Michael, in my opinion. Kobe had that same, like, the mama mentality. Like, Michael Jordan had that, I would say. You know, and Kobe learned from Michael, okay? But Kobe was never trying to be, like, his goal in the NBA was never to be, I'm going to be better than Michael. You know, obviously everyone wants to be like Michael. That's that's every player in the league. But, But Kobe was trying to be the best Kobe. His mentality was for him to be the best version of himself that he can be, Right? That's, that's the beautiful thing about Kobe. And that's what LeBron ought to do. LeBron ought to be worrying about himself and like, hey, 
let me try to be the best me I can be and not worry about all that other stuff. Like, 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 like he's just trying way too hard. Like, he made Space Jam 2, okay? Like, and it was terrible. Like, he's trying too hard to be like Mike. Kobe would never make a Space Jam movie. But LeBron would, because LeBron, like, I, like I said, LeBron's, LeBron's the top two player in the league. He's the number two player to ever play in the league. Like, that's not, a, that's not an insult to LeBron. Like, you know how many players have played in the NBA? How many great players have played in the NBA? And he's number two all time? That's, that's a compliment. That's not an insult. But let's call it like it is. He's never going to be better than Michael. He's never going to be better than Michael. And so we need to, like, LeBron needs to get that through his skull. Like, it, it's, it's sad to watch. And, and that's, why, that's why I started to not like LeBron. I used to love LeBron, but I'm starting to not like him that much anymore because of just how he's just trying too hard to be like Michael. And I'm like, dude, focus on yourself. Try to be the best LeBron, right? Don't be like Mike because you're never going to be. So, so the GOAT debate for me is over. It's been over, and it's Michael. Um, LeBron might not ever win another championship. Like, honestly. So, it's done. That debate's done. But let's get to the Pelicans. I spent too much time talking about the Lakers. Let's get to the Pelicans. Um, the Pelicans are in the ninth spot. Um, if it were to end the day, they would host a playing game. They would host the Spurs. Um, the Pelicans have a game tonight against the Kings, uh, which we should win. The Kings have been eliminated from playoff contention, so the Kings have nothing to play for, really. Um, so the Pelicans, if a win tonight, um, would definitely... I would pretty much secure us a playing spot at this point, um, which is which is really good. Um, we have, you know, the Spurs play the uh, the nug the Nuggets tonight. Um, the Lakers, I think the Lakers play tonight too. The Lakers play the Suns tonight. Um, so if the if so if the Pelicans win, there's a good chance that the Spurs lose because the Nuggets are are still fighting for their playoff positioning. Um, the Nuggets, um, I think the Nuggets will beat the Spurs tonight. The Lakers have to play the Suns. The Suns have been the best team in basketball. Um, I think uh, I think the Suns win. So I think tonight the Pelicans will clinch their playing spot. Um, so that's exciting to, f- to be where we are now, uh, compared to where we were in the beginning of the year, and how bad we started. But look where we are now. I think is really exciting. And and look, I I I'm excited for next season. Like this this just like this season really doesn't matter. If we make if we make the actual playoffs, great. We'll be the eight seed or seven, whatever seed we are, the eight seed. We'll play the Suns. We might steal a game or two off the Suns, I think. But the Suns are going to win that series. It's going to be our first-round exit. That's fine. But it gives us confidence for next year. I'm so happy because we finally found our coach. Willie Green should get Coach of the Year considerations, in my opinion. Like, he's, he's been a great coach, the best coach. I think Willie Green's better than Alvin Gentry. And Alvin Gentry was a good coach. Say what you want about the, his tenure there with the Pelicans, with the AD and all that. Alvin Gentry's a good coach. But Willie Green, in his first season, is already like, he's already better. Than the last two coaches we've had in Stan and uh, Alvin Gentry, like he's our best coach we've had since Monty, and and he comes from that Monty. Like, well, well, Willie Green was in Golden State and um, you know learned from Steve Kerr, went to Phoenix with Monty, learned from Monty. He played for Monty, I believe. So, so he has that. So he has a lot of Monty in him, and I love that. Like uh, Willie Green's a great coach, and so we finally fixed that problem, and I think he should be our next coach for however many seasons. Like long term, he's our coach. Next season is going to depend on health and in Zion place, and, and that's that's going to be important. I, and look, like I said this a couple shows ago, like if I'm Zion, why would I leave? Why would I want to leave? The team is built to win now. You plug in Zion to the roster we have now. This team, I think, is not even in the play-in. They're in the top six seeds in the in the West, especially this year. Like, let's look at this year. Like, I mean, it's 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 
you know, the West is definitely weaker than what it used to be. Um, who knows what it's going to look like next year. Um, but I'm excited for the Pelicans' future now. Like, like it's, 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 it's looking good for us. We just... We just need to get Zion on the court and for him to stay on the court. Because B.I. and C.J. are going to do their thing. Like, they create their own shots. You know, C.J. is great from three. B.I. is great in the mid-range. Zion in the paint. Jonas, I think Jonas doesn't get enough credit for what he does. He spaces the floor, gets rebounds. Um, he's efficient. You know, he's, a, he's he's one of the best centers in the league, and no one talks about him. Um, and we've dra- this draft class we have, too, it was great. You know, obviously, Herb Jones, I think, should get Rookie of the Year considerations, in my opinion. Um, he should be on a, you know... He's he's a great defender already in the league, and he's a rookie. Trey Murphy has had his up and downs, um, but recently, you know, coming in out of being in the G League for a little bit, he come in. He's, he's playing some good minutes. Jose Alvarado has been really the surprise, I think, because he was undrafted. Bringing him in, he's earned a contract. Um, so, and he's been playing well. He always has those sneaky steals and stuff. So, Jose Alvarado, I mean, has been a big surprise this year, and um, I'm happy for him. He's I think he's gonna be a good young player for us, and you know. I mean, there's still some tweaking we need to do with the bench, I think. Um, but our starting lineup, like I said, the starting lineup of CJ, uh, Herb, Bi, Jonas, and Zion. I mean, that's a. I mean, I don't know if you can find that many better that many better starting fives in the league. Like, it's a top ten starting five in the league. I feel like. I mean, it's it's that good, and it, and it's an efficient starting five as well. So, I mean. Like I said, next year, like I said, like for the Pelicans in the offseason, I wouldn't uh I wouldn't do too much to the roster. I really wouldn't make that many moves. Like I would add to the bench, but I would always add to the bench. No matter like like you can never have a good enough bench in my opinion. You always need to add to the bench. So that's what I would do. You know, whether it's through trade or through free agency, keep keep building the bench up a little bit. Maybe get a little bit more veteran type players on the bench. Um But but like I said, this starting lineup that we have, I mean, I'm telling you, it's 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 good. It's gonna be good, and we're gonna win some games next year. And I don't. And look, if everything if everything goes right and everyone's healthy, we should totally not be in the play, and we should be in the playoffs. Not even have to worry. Like, I'm, like that's how good we can be, and we can be title contenders next year. Honestly, if everything goes right. I mean, it's a big if, you know. But this team is ready to roll, and, and that's the exciting part about it. And th- you know, beginning of the year it looked like ah, oh, we're just gonna suck again, you know. But they've salvaged it. They salvaged their season, got the CJ trade. Now we're in the ninth spot in the play-in with a, with a chance to clinch tonight. And uh, there's a chance for us to, to possibly go to the playoffs. And, um, you know, and that's, that's all you can ask for, I think, at this stage. You know, especially with how we started, not having Zion all year. You know, and this, and this is good, I think, for the team psyche because it shows that, well, we can win without Zion. Like, I mean, not championship, maybe not. But, like, but, you know... You add CJ, okay, we have a team now. This roster is currently constructed. If we had this roster starting the year, we we could be, you know, again, we still might be in the play-in, but we won't be at the ninth spot. We might be the seventh seventh spot or something, you know? Like, if we had CJ in the beginning of the year, it'd, it'd be a different story, I feel like. So, but this is proven to Zion that this team is ready to win. This team is built for you, ready to win. You, It's all, it's all on you now. It, the Pelican's success now, moving forward, is all on Zion's shoulders. And Zion needs to understand that. And Zion needs to realize this team is trying to win. You know, and the front office is doing what they can to, to help this team win. The only thing that's hindering them is, is Zion's availability. So he needs to he needs to work on being available next year, you know. Um but this but this was a good year for the this is a good year for the Pelicans. I mean, I, I'm, I'm even if look, 
if we get if we get in the play-in and we lose, that's fine. Like the, the fact that we made it to the play-in, I think is a big victory in this season. I would say would be a success, considering all the injuries and how it all went down. So, very happy with the Pelicans. Um, they should clinch tonight, hopefully. Like like I said, the Spurs have to play the Nuggets. The Nuggets are a better team. The Nuggets are still playing for positioning in the playoffs. Um, so I expect the Nuggets to be a full force. Obviously, Jokic is an MVP candidate. So I expect the Nuggets to beat the Spurs. Suns against Lakers. The Suns already clinched the best record in the NBA. So I don't know how you know I don't know exactly how they're approaching this game, but I, I'm assuming they're going to still play hard because it's the Lakers. Um, I don't know if LeBron's playing or not. I think he might. I don't know. But um, either way, I, I think the Suns have a good shot of winning tonight against the Lakers. Um, so if they both lose, again, the Pelicans just need to win their game against the Kings, which is a winnable game. The Kings are, are they probably should be start tanking right now because they're limited from playoffs. So um, big night, big night for the Pelicans, I think, uh, tonight. Um, and, and it should hopefully go our way. And if we lose, like I said, I expect those other two teams to lose as well. So we're not going to lose positioning still. Um, you know, but, uh, you know, but the Lakers, the Lakers are not making the play in. I, I just don't see it at this point. Um, so that's awesome. <laughs> um MLB season starts uh, Thursday, I believe. This Thursday, the MLB season starts um, opening day. Um, should be a really good season. I'm excited about it. Um, I'm trying to go to a game this year. I really want to go to a Braves game this year. Um, it's on my bucket list, you know, of things to do. Um, I want to see them play at least once in my life. So, I, you know, and the team is good now. So I'd rather go now and not wait. 10, 15 years from now, and they, and they suck. You know what I'm saying? Like it's time if you're gonna go to a Braves game, I think the time is now um, when they're when they're competing for championships. You know, um, obviously losing Freddie, uh, Freddie Freeman, obviously is a blow to the Braves. But getting Matt Olson from the Athletics is a, is a good good pickup. He's younger than Freddie, and the production. Although I think Freddie, I think Freddie's better player. The production is not it's not that big of a drop off. Um, so. You know, so that's good. And Acuna's coming back this year, and you're gonna have you know, Ozzy and Dansby, Travis, and in our Max Fried on, on the pit, and being a pitcher and all that. So I, I'm excited for the uh, for the Braves season this year. I expect the Braves to make the playoffs again. Um, now last year the Braves started off really slow, and you know injuries had a part had a part in that. But you know obviously they got hot at the end, and they were able to make a run to the World Series. But hopefully this year we can kind of start hot and keep hot and stay hot to the end. You know, um, do I think the Braves are gonna repeat? I would hope so, but I'm not gonna put money on it. I think uh, obviously the Dodgers uh, obviously are. I would say the Dodgers are my favorites from from the uh, NL to go all the way. But um, you know, but uh, but the Braves are gonna be formidable and they're gonna be a good team. Um, so I'm excited for baseball. And opening day is, is is Thursday. Um, so so that would be really exciting to uh to get to get down with some baseball because basketball, like I said, basketball is gonna be winding down. Um, you know, after June, it's going to be strictly baseball for a month, and they're going to have football coming back. So it's it's going to be great. Um, you know, training camps for the NFL, not training camps, but off-season workouts or whatever, that, that kind of started. Team-oriented workouts have started up uh, for some teams, including the Saints. Um, so football is starting to get get their gear going, the drafts in a couple of weeks. Um, but, yeah, I mean, sports are exciting. I'm excited about this this week, and uh, – Basketball's winding down, getting ready for the playoffs. Um, in terms of the MVP debate, I don't know. It, the MVP could go a lot of different ways. It depends what your criteria is for the MVP. Um, I mean, look, Joel Embiid um, deserves it. Jokic deserves it. Um, 
obviously Stephen A. Smith on first take has been, you know, trying to put uh, Devin Booker's name in it. And uh, I can understand that. Devin Booker, if he won it, I would not be mad. Devin Booker's a really good player. Um, and Giannis, obviously Giannis is always going to be a uh, MVP candidate. Um, I think, honestly, if I had to pick, I would pick Jaw. My, my MVP is Jaw, only because, like, Memphis would not be relevant without Jaw. Like, the, where Memphis is at, I know he's been out, and they've been winning without him, but, like, still. Like, the reason why anyone's even talking about Memphis is because of Jaw. Jaw's that spectacular of a player, and, and I think Jaw winning MVP would be would be good for the league. You know what I'm saying? I, I just think that, you know, having a young player like that win, I think, is exciting. And we could throw Luca's name in there, too. I mean, I'm, I'm a Luca apologist. I love Luca. Luca's Luca has played amazing, so you could you could throw him in in the MVP race as well if you if you wanted to. But um, it, for me, it, it's either Jaw or Jokic for me. Um, and, and they'll probably I think Jokic will win it only because they didn't have Jamal Murray all year, Michael Porter Jr. all year. So that's that's their big three, and it's just been Jokic. And the fact that they're at the the fifth seed right now, Jokic is one of the best. I mean. It's tough to say who's the best big man because I mean Jokic and Giannis and 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 Joel. I mean they're all like. I mean, I would, it's tough, man. I mean, I would take either one, all, all three of them if I could. I mean, Jokic is great. I love Jokic, so I think Jokic will end up winning it again. Um, and, and like I said, no matter who they pick, it's gonna be deserving because like this year it's been the most like up and down season for a lot of teams. Like you know, um, so it, it could be anybody and and. I would even throw Jason Tatum's name maybe into the mix. You know, the Celtics have come on strong late in the season. I think, I think Jason Tatum should should uh, should get some consideration because you know we went to a Pelicans game earlier in the year, me and me and Echo, and we went we uh it was against the Celtics and Jason Tatum dropped forty on us, like and it was easy, like it was nothing for him. Like like Jason Tatum is a really really good player, and I, I love Jason Tatum. I, I'm a big fan of his. So. I would I would throw Jason Tatum's name into the mix, honestly, too, for MVP. Like, because the Celtics, the, where, where they're at, would not be possible without without Tatum. So, um, but yeah, so the MVP race is heating up for the NBA. I don't like I said I don't know who's really gonna win it. I, I mean, my money would be on on, on Jokic. I would love for Jaw to win, honestly, just because I like Jaw and I love Jaw. But, um, but I mean, the Tatum's a dark horse. I think Booker's a dark horse. But I think the front runners are going to be Giannis, Joel, and uh, Jokic, uh, one of them. And I think Jokic will end up with it in the end. Um, but, but we'll see. Who knows? There's, there's some. There's like four or five games left. So we'll see who, who ends up getting it. Um, but, yeah, this has been a really good M- NBA season. Like, like the Nets have been a disappointment. Um, you know, like, who would have thought? Because um, they're, they're in the 10th spot right now, the Nets. Which, who, like I said, who would have thought, you know? Um but I mean, I like that the, some of the favorites have kind of dropped off, and you know, and some of these other teams are kind of up. Like the East is very intriguing because I mean, the Heat are the one seed right now, and you got Boston, Milwaukee, Philly. So I, I like that it's you know, I like how it the East is it's not exactly the favorites necessarily that are overtaking everything, you know. Um, so so the so the East the Eastern Conference playoffs are going to be very intriguing to watch, and any team could win. I can see any team going at this point in the top six. Like it, like it's. It's very close, um, and in the West, it, it's, it's between Phoenix, Memphis, and Golden State. I feel like, and I would put Memphis over Golden State anyway. I mean, they are over Golden State because of injuries, and who knows what Steph's gonna be like when he comes back, and, and if he comes back, and all that stuff. So, it's between Phoenix and Memphis really for the West. Um, but for the East, it could be it could be five teams, like 
So, so the Eastern Conference is going to be very interesting this year to watch. Um, the West is kind of written already because it's so top-heavy, but, um, but yeah. So, I think that's going to do it for me today here. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week.